The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Hey, listeners. Leah and I pulled out one of our favorite episodes to share with you as we head into the new year. This episode was originally released in August of 2019. Infinite Possibility is all about creating, you guessed it, infinite possibility. Join us as we take you through our three-step framework for creating the life that you want. We hope you enjoy it and happy 2021. Hey, listeners, welcome to In the Arena. I'm Jackie Goldberg. And I'm Leah Smart. And today we're going to share an approach you can take to go about getting anything that you want in your life that we call infinite possibility. So first, we're going to share this whole framework with you. Then we're going to share some stories around how we've applied it. And then finally, talk a little bit more about how we apply this in our lives today. So we hope you're able to take some of this, enjoy it, digest it and use it in your life. So first and foremost, what does infinite possibility mean? To us, it's knowing that what we deeply desire, we can create in our lives. So there are really no limits for us. And this is really what life coaching is all about. So for our listeners, Leah and I both recently completed life coaching programs and feel deeply connected to this concept of infinite possibility. Coaching really, in its simplest form, is looking towards the future, knowing what you want to build, and then working to get there. So how do I go from point A to point B? What is that gap, that bridge that I'm looking to fill to create anything that I desire in my life? And what I love about life coaching is that it's life by design, right? You get to choose, you get to create. Yep, love that. So when we want something in our lives and we're thinking about this infinite possibility piece, there are sort of these two things that we can approach in different ways and there are sort of yin and yang balance. The first is how I'm being and the second is what I'm doing to get there. So I want to define what being and doing are. So the first is being. Being is my mindset. It's my beliefs. It's my approach. It's how I'm showing up. And then, of course, you probably recognize doing is the actions that I'm taking. And the framework we're going to share today is really focused around being. The reason is Jackie and I both have had experiences in our lives where we were solely focused on doing things. And those things we did took us down paths that weren't aligned to what we actually wanted or who we are as people. And through these experiences, we basically just came to realize the importance of this state of being to help us as we guide ourselves towards what we actually want. Yeah. And the framework that we're going to introduce today, Leah and I actually designed together. And really, Leah, what you explained about having these experiences in our lives that were really just based on doing and ultimately got us to the place that we're at today is how we base this framework off of. It's what we based it off of. So let's explore the three aspects together of how you show up as you move towards creating infinite possibility. So the first aspect is presence. And we can't truly see what's possible if we're not present. Now, what is it to be present? I mean, we talk about presence on this podcast and mindfulness and meditation as a technique to get there. But simply put, presence is showing up fully in every experience. It's really a level of awareness that gives us access to our intuition, to our emotions, our heart and our soul. And these are the things that tell us what's truly important. So how do I get present? Well, one of the ways that I like to get present is to ask myself a simple question. It's where am I right now? So right now for me, I am in the Empire State Building on the 25th floor 
in the recording studio in my seat. And I can feel myself in this moment just saying that question out loud and boiling down to where I physically am. I actually feel that alignment and that energy for me. So do I. And you forgot to say with Leah. With Leah. And Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) So when we're present, what we have access to is our intuition, emotions, our hearts, and our souls. And this is really where we connect to who we are at our core. So what I want to tell you is that presence gives you access to the truth of who you are. And this is the second aspect of the framework. So we have presence, and now we're actually in what we call authentic power. So when we're connecting to and accepting the people that we are, we start to recognize what's really important to us versus what's important to others. So what happens is we then have the courage to move towards what we want to do. We have the courage to be disliked, the courage to not rely on external validation. We have the courage to put ourselves first, our needs first. And then we ultimately have the courage to say no to what doesn't align to what's truly important to us. Yeah. And when you're coming from authentic power, what you'll find is that your choices are deeply connected to who you are, really that being piece of it. So choice is that third and final aspect of the framework. Think about a time you've made a choice that didn't make sense for you. What was the outcome? What I've noticed is that choices or commitments can feel different really based on the origin of where they're coming from. So Leah, what you mentioned before, like making a choice based on what's important to you versus making choices based on what others expect of you. Right. Well, another way to think about choice, too, if that didn't sit with you or if it did and you want more examples, is to look at where you are today in your life. I'm going to give you a second to think about that. And then where do you want to be? And Jackie mentioned this earlier, getting from point A to point B. So if you think about that distance, what would you need to start saying no to in your life? What boundaries would you need to start setting relationship boundaries, personal boundaries? And then what would you need to start saying an emphatic yes to? to be able to get from point A to point B. And really just recognizing, Jackie and I talk a lot about the power of choice. It is one of the things that we forget about most in our lives and that we re-recognize we're typically liberated, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just to summarize the framework before we go into share our stories, if you almost picture a circle, right, on a piece of paper and written inside that circle is infinite possibility, then you have like three stokes coming out of that circle, maybe starting at the top right. So you're kind of going clockwork. You have your presence. You get presence. You get access to your intuition, your emotions, your heart, and your soul. You're in it. And then you kind of go clockwise to maybe a 6 p.m., right, or 6 six o'clock on a clock, uh, you have authentic power. And here's really the essence of who you are, the truth of who you are. And from this point, you can make clear choices, moving to choice at a little bit of a 10 p.m., 10 Mm o'clock. And that is how you can, if you're a visual person to our listeners, looking at what this can feel like for you, envisioning it in this way can can help you kind of connect the dots for this framework. Yep. Love it. Thanks for describing that because everyone's different in how they bring in this information. What we're going to do to hopefully bring this even further down or closer to you is share some stories right now that have really been stories around times in our lives where Jackie and I have made decisions that were both difficult but incredibly important that helped align us to what we believe are our paths and hopefully infinite possibility. So I'm going to go ahead and share my story, which is in 2017, I felt like I was in a real state of disease. I was really unhappy and it made absolutely no sense to me. I had actually just moved back to LinkedIn. I'm a boomerang. So I came to LinkedIn, left for a year and a half and came back, which was great. 
I had moved back to San Francisco, which is home for me from New York City. So I was near close family. I was near friends. And then I was in a new role that was really helping me expand my skill sets. And that was a really important goal of mine in 2016 that I accomplished in 2017. So once I realized that I was in this state of sort of unhappiness, I moved into my doing. I immediately went into what can I do? What can I take care of to make myself happy? And what I decided was to make a big choice. And that choice was to actually again, move to Chicago to expand into uh, a new role. And one of the things that Jackie just described is when you look at this circle, presence is the first one on there. My moment of presence was really just forced upon me. So I was on business travel, ironically enough, in the location I had planned to move to. And I woke up one day in a hotel that morning and just had this immediate jolt of presence and access to intuition that told me this was totally the wrong decision for me. And what I realized is I had been aligning my career success to my happiness and my choices around what others expected of me to my happiness. So if I did something others expected, I got a reward and not actually looking at what was important to me in life. So after that point, I made the decision not to make this move. I had a really tough conversation with my manager, who was incredibly compassionate. But after that, I was then able to come back to three things with my intuition that were really important. And I'd love to sort of impress upon you if it feels like it makes sense. The first when I think about intuition or your gut or your hunches is really to listen It's always speaking to you in some way, shape, or form. You feel it all the time, but most of us cover it up. The second is to trust it because it is always right. That's what I've noticed. And the third is to follow it which is incredibly important because that is typically where your path opens up. So those are the promises I've made to myself going forward. Since then, you know, it's now been almost two years since I made that decision. My life is completely different. I love every minute of it. I'm doing things that I just can't even imagine having been able to do, such as this podcast. I've made some incredible relationships in my life and have really just made a 180 in what I align to my own happiness and what's important to me. What I love about your story is how you went right into action. And you said that you were someone that typically does that rather than taking a step back to get present, to be clear, and really thinking through that ultimately the choices that are aligned to who you are. And so you went right into action, which caused you to make a decision or make a choice that wasn't the right choice for you at this point in your life, Mm -hmm. right? And that thump on your head that you got, like waking up and all of a sudden your intuition telling you something All of us have experienced this in our lives, I would think. And what I love about this framework is it really gives you a state of being that you can access, that you can live in to make clearer decisions and really feel confident about those decisions because they're coming from an authentic, fulfilled place. Mm -hmm. So thanks. um, thanks for sharing, Leah. And, you know, my story was similar in terms of, you know, Two and a half years ago, I really felt like my life was on autopilot, like I was kind of just going about my days in an emotionless way. And it wasn't until a breaking point that I felt that woke me up, right? And it was not going to go into details, but my life was was going through some changes. And all of a sudden, I had this breaking point of awareness. And I was like, wow, I am not where I want to be in my life. I am not. I was just so misaligned with that. And I realized that I really wasn't present. I was I was unawake, right? I was asleep for a long time. And so the decisions I was making over the course of a few years were not coming from this authentic place within within me, the truth of who I am. It wasn't coming from my essence. It was 
coming from a place where I was asleep. So I was just doing to do and and really in that action mode and not connected to who I was. So once I was had that breaking point, I was able to make those clearer decisions. And now my life is really about setting goals aligned to who I am, right? I've, you know, made a huge change in a relationship. I've started solo traveling, which I had never done before. And now I've visited six countries in the past two years. I live alone, which I had never done before. And it's scary and a new experience, but I am so much more connected to who I am. I recently froze my eggs, which was one of the most empowering experiences and not something that people talk about Openly, but it's something that I want to change. I think it's really important. And so I start now making decisions and doing things connected to who I am and to what I really want, both for myself and for those around me that I love and the relationships that I've built over the past few years and how important those are to me. So really, it's this framework is something that I feel so connected to, but only in retrospect, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's so important. And I'm excited that we're sharing it with our listeners today. Yeah. And I love that you share that. And something that's probably really important important for everyone that I've noticed with myself, too, is you said you talked about being asleep, right? And so many of us, you know, find ourselves in moments where we're asleep. I found myself in those moments before. And it really is about coming to get present to do all of these amazing things that you have now done for yourself that probably didn't even feel like something you wanted or thought about or were attainable because you were asleep and you were going through life in that way. So it's so brave of you to have made those decisions after that point of awareness. Thank you. And, you know, in presence, like something we've talked about also is micro moments, right? How things happen in micro moments. And presence is something that you can be present one moment and not present another moment, right? But when you practice a technique like meditation or you practice mindfulness, you actually cultivate a longer term presence, right? So you're more likely to be in the moment, you're more likely to be aware and conscious than you are to be in your head and allowing those thoughts to take over and so forth. And really, it's those thoughts that, at least for me, spiraled, right? And took me in a way that was so misaligned to who I am. So presence, that first aspect of this framework, is really something that you can practice every single moment of the day to cultivate that longer term present life. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. And for those of you who are not meditators yet, that's okay. Like Jackie mentioned, you can try something as simple as where am I right now? And answering that question with at least four different points, right? So like we said, we're in the Empire State Building. We are on the 25th floor. We are sitting in our seats in the recording studio. We're with others. This is Jackie and Leah. (laughs) We are with ourselves, Jackie and Leah. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise. A promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. A promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Will AI improve our lives or exterminate the species? What would it take to abolish poverty? Are you eating enough fermented foods? These are some of the questions we've tackled recently on The Next Big Idea. I'm Rufus Griscom, and every week I sit down with the world's leading thinkers for in-depth conversations that will help you live, work, and play smarter. Follow The Next Big Idea wherever you get your podcasts. 
So the reason we share these stories with you all is really just to give you an understanding of how we applied and then designed this framework. And as Jackie mentioned, this is like a retrospective thing, right? So we hadn't even come up with this and we made these decisions. And that's how we know that it actually worked is that we had these moments that led us to where we are today. So I'm sure you both, you've all heard pieces from both of our stories that resonate with you. And really the important thing here too, and I think you've understood us alluding to this, it's not just a framework. It's really an ongoing practice. It's an ongoing practice for us to get present, to make the right choices from authentic power. So we're going to bring this kind of into the present by talking more about how we work with this today, where we are today, what challenges us, et cetera. So, you know, Jackie, how are you today using this framework? Yeah, it's funny, Leah, because when we designed this, as you mentioned, we designed it from experiences in the past. And then when we had a discussion about well, how are we using this today? And, and what we'll share with our listeners, we are using it, right? Like it's it's something that you can really take with you. So I think the biggest way that this framework applies to my life today, and really starting from the presence piece, is that because I am more aware and more conscious just in my day-to-day, and like, again, meaning that my whole entire life is just more awake, I'm more awake as a person, I am less in a routine than I ever was, meaning my 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 day, obviously I'm doing similar things like waking up and working out and going to work and I have those routines, but my whole life is not a routine. I am not sleepwalking into coming home and turning on the TV and sitting in the front in front of the TV and going to bed and doing the same thing every night. My presence allows me to be clear in the moment and to attach myself to things that I want to do. So for example, I recently, you know, got an email about this event in Brooklyn on September 8th. It's called Wonderlust. It's around yoga and meditation. And rather than, you know, just flipping it off or saying, oh, I'll get back to that later, I was able to use that moment of presence to really do the research and make the decision if I want to plan that out for the the next month or so. And It's a very small example, but I think in the past I would have just my automatic would have been like, okay, flag for later and I'll get back to it another time or maybe I'll never get back to it. Really that automatic way of being where I just am continuing going back to my days and I end up not doing the things that I love and the things that bring me joy in my life, which are experiences and being outside and being with people and getting friends and people together. So I really see this as playing a role in my life in terms of creating the life that I want because I'm doing the things that I want to do because I'm present to what's around me. Mm. That self-awareness or that just awareness in general, not necessarily self-awareness, but the awareness to, to life has allowed me to make the most of it. Yeah, I mean, from what you're saying, all I could think was just pay attention. This is what it sounds like. It's like pay attention to your life. Pay attention to signals and signs. Pay attention to what you love. Yeah. Follow your curiosities. Like allow those things to actually be inside of you and then come out of you and not just stuff them back down and say, I'll deal with this later or it's just not important. Right. And no one else is going to do that for us. Right. right. We need to do that for ourselves. And what would happen in, in the past for me is that I would just rely on other people to come into my life and say, oh, there's an event here. There's a thing here. Do you want to do this? And that was what my life was about, relying on others versus now I get to choose how I want to live. Yeah. And what makes it hard or what gets in the way of of doing this on a consistent basis, even today? Yeah, I think I think just not being present, right? Like just allowing the thoughts inside my head to kind of spiral into, oh my God, I need to do this right now. I need to do that. I need to do this. And, and, and it gets you into like, 
the routine of day-to-day chores and work and all that. But when I step away from my thoughts, I'm in the moment, I actually realize that none of that even matters because it'll get done because I'll be in it in the present moment when it needs to get done, right? right? So it's I think it's really not allowing my thoughts to lead, but really to continue to stay present is, is what's hard, but it's a practice. Yeah. And our, I mean, our thoughts do so much more than we even understand. So if we don't pay attention, we forget that they're just thoughts and we're here to observe them. We are not them, right? We are not our exactly. thoughts. Yeah. Exactly. So how are you using it today? Yeah, I think for me, it's really been around relationships. So, you know, as I've gotten older, one of the things that I've recognized is something that someone actually said on one of our our recent podcasts, um, Jeff Becker said that he had unlimited bandwidth for important things. And I just took that and really ran with it. But what I recognized is I also have unlimited bandwidth and I want to have unlimited bandwidth for the most important people. And I want to have limited bandwidth for others. And I think in our lives, we have this sort of centrifugal circles of relationships, right? You have your core, you have some people around that core, and then there's you know bigger and bigger circles around it. And what I found was that, and I, c- I continue to work with this, is I have really allowed people who are in my outer circles to have more impact on me and to be a bigger part of my experience than I really want. And I was not present to it. I was saying yes, I was there, I was here, I was everywhere. And I felt empty. I still felt empty. And so what I'm doing now is continuing to come back to those relationships and recognize like who's in my core. I have unlimited bandwidth for those people, including myself. I'm in my own core and I I need time away to be an introvert. But like then there's all these people outside of my core. And how do I deal with them? How do I love them with a boundary of loving them from afar? And so what that's done for me is opened up space for me to do what I need to do for myself. But it's also allowed me to get present to my time with them, right? Because I do want to have time with them and to love them too without resentment, right? So that's been a big one is just how those relationships shift based on the boundaries I set and being able to continue to give love to those people, knowing that I have limited bandwidth for them. Mm, I love that. And what I had shared was very like, solo, like my doing and yours involves others, right? Your relationship to others. So there must be some challenges that come along with that. And so how do you kind of work through that? Yeah, I mean, you know, I I was in sales for a long time. And you still see this with any relationship you have. A lot of us need to process things internally. But the way that we impact people is probably the most important thing. It's the delivery of how we share what we're going to do, or if we share it. So I think I'm thoughtful about the boundaries I set. Do the boundaries need to be boundaries that others know about? Or can they just be boundaries I set with a smile and brightness and kindness, because Mm -hmm. that's really how I feel for that person. I think what challenges me is when I've said too many yeses to people that are not in my uh, unlimited bandwidth circle, I get resentful. And so I shift the way I am with them. And I'm not I'm not showing up as my authentic self, the person yeah. I want to be, which is a part of the reason that they're not in my unlimited bandwidth circle. Right. So so I think it's really just about, you know, the challenge for me is the no. Yeah. And you mentioned love and kindness and compassion and bright smile. And that is authentic power, right? Because when we are our full selves and we're being in our essence, it's coming from love. It's not coming from fear, mm-hmm. right? You, that's the other side of it. And so I love that you brought that into a piece of, you know, brought that into this framework because it is part of the framework, but brought that into your experience and your example. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it, like you said, it's completely empowering, right? This is a, a situation where 
you can come right back to your own authentic power and treat others in the way you want to treat them, not yeah. from a place of fear, resentment, or anger. Exactly. So presence, authentic power, and choice, these are the steps to really being your best self as you move towards creating infinite possibility. So for our listeners, what would it look like for you to come from this place while working towards your desires? It's been awesome having you all here. Our hope for you is that you go out and create that life that you want. So thanks so much for coming on this journey with us. To hear more of In the Arena, you can check us out on Spotify, on iTunes, on your podcast app, just searching In the Arena LinkedIn. We'll see you next time. Go create. Go create.